0: Yo, today's QOD is eight hours is a myth. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxon of SeanCroxon.com. We've got my main man, Dr. Michael Bruce, also known as the sleep doctor on the show today. This guy is super cool. He reached out to me. He was like, hey, man, I got a book coming out. Can you help me out with that? I was like, absolutely, because he's such a good dude. And this talk is amazing. I think it's going to change your mind about sleep in general. Uh, his new book is out today. It's called Energize. Go from dragging ass to kicking it in 30 days. That's available at Amazon.com and your local book sellers. And here's the deal, my friends. We have all been taught that we have to get eight hours of sleep every night. That is not true. You know, I was on Clubhouse last year talking about this quite a bit. Um, a lot of us, especially us entrepreneurs, were like, I have to get up at 5 a.m. every day to be a successful entrepreneur that's not true because there's actually something called chronotypes like everybody has a genetically determined sleep type which he's going to break down right now now if you're a a wolf or you're a dolphin waking up at 5 a.m. doesn't go very well with your sleep type and so there's a lot of people out there who are just like mad at themselves like why can't i do this 5 a.m. thing because it just doesn't work for you it's not the way that you're wired, and that's okay. It's perfectly okay. And so the doctor is going to bust that myth of eight hours. He's going to talk about your sleep type. He's also going to help you to figure out when you should consume caffeine so it doesn't interrupt your sleep. Dr. Michael Bruce, coming up.
1: So we know that the average sleep cycle is how long? 90 minutes. We know the average person has how many? Right, So 5 times 90 is, I didn't tell you there was going to be math this early in the morning, did I? 5 times 90 is 450 minutes divided by 60 would be seven and a half hours. So let me be clear, 8 hours is a myth. The math doesn't even work, okay? Everybody's sleep need is individualized, and I'm going to show you how to figure it out. You take your socially determined wake-up time. You take those seven and a half hours that we were just talking about. You count backwards from when you wake up and this becomes your new bedtime. Let's be honest. When was the last time somebody told you to go to bed? What were you like, eight? Right, 10? That was a joke, guys. Come on, work with me. There we go. I got the big laugh in the back. I appreciate it. So let's make the math simple, right? If you wake up at 6.30, you subtract seven and a half hours, you go to bed at 11. So I tried this and it failed miserably. I went to bed at 11, and I woke up at 5.30. You guys don't know me very well. I'm a night owl, okay? The only thing I hate more than mornings are morning people. <laughs> They're just so damn chipper in the mornings. Like, I'm not that guy, okay? So I certainly wasn't interested in being awake at 5.30 in the freaking morning. So I went to bed at 11, woke up at 5.30 again, said, all right, I'm gonna go to bed at 12, see what happens. Went to bed at 12, I woke up almost on the nose at 6.30, right? So my sleep cycle turns out to not be 90 minutes. It's like 81 minutes. Michael, how did you figure that out? Guys, I work in a sleep lab. (laughs) It's not hard for me to figure that stuff out, but you can do it with trackers. Um, There's actually a group here that I was talking to earlier that's got a really interesting uh, sleep tracking device that's going to be coming out. So there's a lot of things that you can do to learn more about how you can actually affect your sleep. And one of those ways is assessment. Try this experiment at home. You will be shocked at how easy it works. Now, one of the things that I know and that I've been working on for a long time are these things called chronotypes. Now, you might, have heard, uh, you might not have heard of the term, but you've actually heard of the concept. Has everybody in here ever heard of somebody being called an early bird or a night owl? Yes. Those are chronotypes. Turns out those are genetically predetermined. You can't change your chronotype, Um, but I found a fourth one. So we used to think there were early birds, there were night owls, and that one we called hummingbirds, which were people in the middle. Now, to be fair, I'm a mammal, not a bird, so I decided to change the animals a little bit. Now, to be fair, when we were in this marketing discussion to decide we were gonna come up with new animals to represent the different chronotypes, we had to choose very wisely. Nobody wants to be a porcupine. We've discovered this uh, in our early marketing meetings together. So I chose animals that actually have the circadian rhythmicity that we're talking about. So lions uh, turn out to be my early risers, about 15%. This replaces the early birds. And so early morning optimists with medium sleep drive. um, These are my go-getters, my COOs of a company for sure. They're likely to prioritize health and fitness. Um, They have a tendency to make a plan and stick to it. So you know these people, right? Right. They make a list every morning, and they go from step one to step two to step three to step four. They're the ones who woke up at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, right? They're the people I don't really like a lot um, just because I can't handle it, right? I can't get up that early. But people tell me all the time, oh, I wish I was a lion, Michael, because I'd love to get up that early and be able to do all this cool, amazing stuff. Well, here's the only problem with being a lion. Dinner and a movie is out, You've been up since like 4.30 in the morning, right? I mean, there's no way you're going to make it through a movie. So socially, lines don't do so well. But in most other areas, they actually do pretty well. Bears make up almost 50% of the population. So lots of people are bears. By the way, you can learn what your chronotype is by going on my sleep quest or taking my quiz at chronoquiz.com. Um, solar sleepers with healthy sleep drives, they are really the glue for society. These are the people that get it done. Um, and these are very extroverted, oftentimes open-minded individuals, very fun, enjoyable group, um, and most of society, believe it or not, is built around a bear's schedule. So if you turn out to take my quiz and find out that you're a bear, being a bear is the best, okay? Why? Because the entire society works on a bear's schedule. Nine to five is a bear's schedule. I'm a wolf, okay? What is a wolf? A wolf is a night owl. I've always been a night owl historically, um, I'm kind of one of those out-of-the-box thinkers, but a lot of my night owls are my actors, are my musicians, are my artists, my, my creative types of people. They can be big risk-takers, though, I will warn you. We do have a tendency to do that, but if we make a list, we go from step one to step 12 to step 47, right? Like, we never go in order, but it makes a lot of sense to us for some strange reason. Um, believe it or not, many of the wolves are socially introverted. I, of course, am not. Um, particularly socially introverted, Um, but they are deep, loyal friends. And then there are the dolphins. So the dolphins are my problem children. Um, The dolphins are historically my insomniacs, and that's who I added to the vernacular. So I went from early birds, night owls, and then in the middle, and I added the new category of dolphins. These are my people who have difficulty sleeping. So often erratic sleep schedules, uh, short sleep drive, but they are um, oftentimes very highly intelligent people, um, but they've just got a little bit of obsessive-compulsive disorder, and what it ends up doing is their jobs are never quite done. You know this person, right? They've fixed it and fixed it and fixed it and fixed it, right? And they never stop fixing whatever the project is that they're working on, when, of course, everybody around them looks at their project and says, this is amazing, I can't believe you did all of this. Um, They have a tendency to be very fast-talking, a lot of fun, um, but they are more on the anxious side of the realm. So how can we use, so you may have identified with one of these four chronotypes. Now let's put them to use. So we're gonna take a look at two major substances that affect sleep in your life. Those would be caffeine and alcohol, right? So let's talk, how many people in here drink coffee? Tea, any caffeinated beverage whatsoever? Is it literally the entire room? Probably, except for maybe one or two folks. So let's talk about it. So caffeine is arguably the most abused substance in the world, Um, but let's talk about what happens when you drink coffee in the morning, right? How many people here, by a raise of hands, the first substance to pass over their lips in the morning is a caffeinated beverage? Yeah, let me tell you why that's not the best idea, okay? So it turns out in order to exit a state of unconsciousness, you need two hormones. You need adrenaline and cortisol. Both of them raise up pretty significantly to pull you out of sleep. If you compare cortisol and adrenaline to caffeine, it's like comparing cocaine to weak tea, okay? The, the amount of oomph that it gives you is completely different. For most people, where the very first thing they do is drink a cup of coffee, my guess is it's rarely just one, right? Because what happens is the effects of caffeine almost are diminished incredibly based on all the cortisol and adrenaline that's already in your system. So then you end up drinking more and drinking more, and then you get the side effects and things like that. However... If you just waited 90 minutes from the moment you opened your eyes, you're all thinking, huh, no fricking way, right? (laughs) If you just waited 90 minutes, I promise you that what happens is your cortisol and adrenaline begin to naturally drop. Then when you add caffeine there, it actually boosts the cortisol and adrenaline. You get a lot more bang for your buck by drinking a bottle of water first and then waiting that 90 minutes and then drinking that caffeine, all based on these hormonal rhythms. Um, there's also a, me- a metabolic rhythm that's important to think about as well, which has to do with how long does caffeine stay in your system, right? Average a half-life of caffeine is between six and eight hours, right? So I'm also recommending that you want to stop caffeine by about 2 p.m., right? Because what happens is if you stop caffeine at 2 p.m., then it gives you about eight hours till about 10, which, remember, is kind of the average amount of time when people go to bed. Now, let th- how many people do we have in here? Probably like almost 200 people here this morning. Right, So there's at least 20 people in the room right now, and here's what you're saying. Huh, sleep doctor. He has no idea what he is talking about. I can have a cup of coffee at dinner, and I can fall right to sleep. How many people in here think I'm full of it? Raise your hands. Come on, I know know you're out there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's always 20. Eight, nine, 10, in this size, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Oh, here we go 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Look at that. I'm pretty good at predicting these things. It's always 10% of the crowd who thinks I'm completely full of it. So let me tell you why I am right and you are wrong, okay? <laughs> So here's the thing that's so fascinating about caffeine is many people have different caffeine sensitivities. I actually have a patient, if she has three chocolate kisses, she could be up all night. I got another patient that could drink a pot of black coffee and go right to sleep. So it turns out that there are different caffeine sensitivities. However, for all of those people that raised your hands, if you do have a caffeinated beverage late in the day, you may be able to fall asleep. But if I put electrodes all over your head and I look at the quality of the sleep that you're getting, I can guarantee you, It's not good, right? So just because you can fall asleep doesn't mean that you're getting the quality sleep. We used to think of sleep only in minutes and hours. Now we need to really start thinking about the depth of our sleep. That's why tracking turns out to, and assessment turns out to be so important. So what I decided to do was create times based on your chronotype of the best times for you to do certain things. So these are your caffeinated times based on your chronotype. So if you're one of my problem children and you're a dolphin, you can see what the best times are for you to drink caffeine if you're a lion, a bear, or a wolf. Now, you'll notice wolves, like me, we don't have caffeine after 2 p.m. because we're already awake, right? So what, we, we need caffeine early. We don't need caffeine late. Um, so it becomes very, very different very, very quickly based on your chronotype. So I wanted to give everybody my favorite caffeine hack. I call it the Napa Latte. If you want to take a picture, this is probably the thing to take a picture of. So if you have not gotten enough sleep and you are dragging it, here's what you do. Go out and get yourself a cup of black drip coffee. Put in three ice cubes merely to cool it down. Slug it. Drink the whole thing as quickly as you can. Close your eyes immediately and take a 25-minute nap. What? That's crazy, Dr. Bruce. What are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Remember from my very first slide where I was talking about adenosine and caffeine and how they're so similar to one another? Here's what happens. When you close your eyes and take a nap, your your brain starts to burn through some of that adenosine. The caffeine is literally waiting in the wings. When you wake up after 25 minutes, the caffeine hops in, you're good for four hours. Guaranteed. Works every time. I've never had it not work for me. So if you're looking... To be clear, don't do a Napa latte every day, right? This is for certain times when you didn't get enough sleep and you're really dragging it and you really want to have something in your back pocket for a little bit of extra energy. This is a great and healthy way to do it.
0: That was Dr. Michael Bruce. His website is thesleepdoctor.com. You can watch today's entire talk on the YouTube, it's called How to Be Better in Bed, The Quest for better sleep. And don't forget his brand new book Energize: Go from dragging ass to kicking it in 30 days comes out today on amazon.com and your local book sellers. Hey, I actually uh, interviewed Dr. Bruce about the power of wind a few years ago. I think it was on Underground Wellness Radio or the Sean Croxton Sessions. I can't remember. If you want to listen to that, we'll go ahead and put a a link down there in the description. Just click on it. You can listen to the whole thing. All right, my friend, I'm out. I'll see you tomorrow with Carla Harris. Peace.